Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jig Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. want to remind you, we're going to be out at the warehouse coming up tomorrow. We're going to be in Orem, hanging out with Tom and the crew, 86 East University Parkway. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. Can you really hear the AC blowing? We can blowing? hear the AC just cranking over your head. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, these the, the, doing Yeti radio here. This new equipment is good. Picking up all that, huh? Hearing the icy winds blow. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a little chilly. Time for what's going on here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you, Howard Beck is going to join the show coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. David Locke will be with us for the entire 5 o'clock hour. So we're very much looking forward to that. So make sure and stay tuned. Let's start on what's going on with DJ and PK. It was the Joe Ingalls show this morning. Let's hear a little bit about that. Uh, him talking about the bubble life. Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely, um, I guess, a lot more comfortable than those those first few days. Um, you just kind of, I guess, you you get you get used to your surroundings and the situation. And um, obviously, at the end of the day, we we know the NBA is doing the best they can out of a out of a weird situation. Um, so it's been interesting, um, but yeah, I guess um, me personally, I'm, I'm pretty kind of settled, and um, honestly, just want the the games to start now. So, given the fact that the games do start in terms of keeping uh, record and having them count next week, how much do these practice games that you have take on a level of uh, higher importance compared to preseason exhibition games that you have in October? I mean, I think it's just, uh, I mean, it's very similar, really. Um, the, the preseason normally is is the same thing. We're just preparing at the, the start of the year, and um, you're figuring out things that work and things that don't work, and, and what you like. And and obviously for us um, now, it's a little different with without Boyan. So just figuring out things that that work and don't work um, without Boyan. Um, some of the stuff that we used to run for him does it does it work for me? Does it work for JC? If not. We've got other options that we can we can obviously use. So, um, yeah, I mean they're they're just as important. Uh, I think uh, I think the preseason games themselves are important. Getting your team ready for for the regular season, and and this is no different. It's just obviously um, a few less games than than what we're used to. So the scrimmages will help get you back into that game flow. How much has uh, Quinn had you going five on five? So you you've kind of gotten that at a certain level already. Yeah, the the first um, probably I think it was two, maybe three days. Um, we really just got out and ran and, and kind of played pickup. Obviously, a bit more organised with with coaches and stuff and and all that there. But um, yeah, we kind of just got to to get out and run up and down and just get your legs under you. We haven't um, obviously played hadn't played five on five up until this point of getting here. So to to get here and, and get settled in and um, and then obviously start playing was, was really good and then obviously after you you kind of get your legs under you a bit you, you can start breaking down stuff offense and defense and, and figuring out um, all that stuff so we've we've had some, some long days in the gym and I think guys have really enjoyed it because it's been obviously a long time between us, us doing this so um, we've had some really good practices we've, we've had a couple stinkers but uh, I think every team would have gone through that um, throughout this kind of two week period Do you have any idea how many minutes you're going to play right off the bat? Probably like 48 I'm not sure give or take 48 wow 
Okay. Well, how about it goes in overtime? <laughs> uh, 53. Um, no, I, I mean, it's we obviously everyone's well aware and it's been spoken about about Boyan being out and he, he obviously had a a big role minutes wise and, and load offensively that he that he carried for us and um there's obviously his kind of thirty plus minutes. Um uh I mean obviously they're not all gonna go to one player or or, or anything like that, but I think kind of split up over our our main group of guys and then obviously there's there's opportunity for for rookies or young guys or, or whatever it is to um or whoever it is to, to step up and um try and get try and get some, some of those minutes try and kind of break the rotation um uh, obviously the regular season or whatever these games are um give these guys a chance um if the opportunity comes up and see how they go because you guys are all together in this on this campus in Orlando, uh, has that maybe brought guys closer? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I'm ready to not see the guys for a couple of days, get a couple of days for myself. I'll, I'll take going and uh, seeing my family. Um, but obviously, there's. It, I was saying to someone the other day, it's it's almost like a a national team type of feeling, a World Cup or, or something like that, because you. This is what we do at a World Cup. We have a little room, and like me and Paddy Mills share a room usually. So I'm usually in the same size room that I'm in right now, but with with Paddy and all his junk in there as well. So um, you walk around to your team room, and there's teams walking around and players. You can obviously, I just bumped into Gordon walking back here. So you you see a lot of people, um, obviously during the NBA season that you wouldn't would wouldn't necessarily see. Um, so it's cool to be able to to catch up with people, see people, talk to other guys, talk to players you've never spoken to, um, talk to anyone. There's, there's GMs, there's, there's all types of people walking around. So um, to me, it's like a national team with obviously a little bit more money involved. Um, so I think the guys that can um, kind of settle into it and uh, I think the situation at the games, the locker room at the games, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be different to what we're used to. Um, and I think the teams that can adjust and be as comfortable as possible in that are going to have a really good shot at, at kind of moving on further because it's, uh, it is very different to, to how we used to um, being around the game. So I've heard there's a game you play walking through the hallways trying to recognize people that it's actually hard. It's difficult because you can't see, depending on the way the mask is, 60, 70, 80% of their face. So have you walked past yeah. people and had no idea? Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, um, I guess, a lot more comfortable than those those first few days. Um, you just kind of, I guess, you, you, get, you get used to your surroundings and the situation and... Um, Obviously, at the end of the day, we we know the NBA is doing the best they can out of a out of a weird situation. Um, so it's been interesting. Um, but yeah, I guess um, me personally, I'm, I'm pretty kind of settled, and um, honestly, just want the the games to start now. So, given the fact that the games do start in terms of keeping uh, record and having them count next week, how much do these practice games that you have take on a level of uh, higher importance compared to preseason exhibition games that you have in October? I mean, I think it's just, uh, I mean it's very similar, really. Um, the, the preseason 
normally is is the same thing we're just preparing at the, the start of the year and um you're figuring out things that work and things that don't work and and what you like and and obviously for us um now it's a little different with without boyan so just figuring out things that that work and don't work um without boyan um some of the stuff that we used to run for him does it does it work for me does it work for jc if not we've got other options that we can we can obviously use so um yeah, I mean they're they're just as important. Uh, I think uh, I think the preseason games themselves are important. Getting your team ready for for the regular season, and and this is no different. It's just obviously um, a few less games than than what we're used to. So the scrimmages will help get you back into that game flow. How much has uh, Quinn had you going five on five? So you you've kind of gotten that at a certain level already. Yeah, the the first. Um, probably I think it was two maybe three days um, we really just got out and ran and, and kind of played pickup obviously a bit more organized with with coaches and stuff and, and all that there but um, yeah we kind of just got to, to get out and run up and down and just get your legs under you we haven't um, obviously played hadn't played five on five up until this point of getting here so to to get here and, and get settled in and um, and then obviously start playing was, was really good and then obviously after you you kind of get your legs under you a bit you, you can start breaking down stuff offense and defense and, and figuring out um, all that stuff so we've we've had some, some long days in the gym and I think guys have really enjoyed it because it's been obviously a long time between us, us doing this so um, we've had some really good practices we've, we've had a couple stinkers but I think every team would have gone through that um, throughout this kind of two-week period do you have any idea how many minutes you're going to play right off the bat probably like 48 I'm not sure give or take 48 wow okay well how about it goes in overtime <laughs> uh, 53 um, no, I, I mean, it's, we obviously, everyone's well aware and it's been spoken about, about Boyan being out and he, he obviously had a, a big role minutes wise and, and load offensively that he, that he carried for us. And, um, there's obviously his kind of 30 plus minutes, um, uh, I mean, obviously they're not all going to go to one player or, or, or anything like that, but I think kind of split up over our our main group of guys and then obviously there's there's opportunity for for rookies or young guys or whatever it is to um or whoever it is to to step up and um try and get try and get some, some of those minutes try and kind of break the rotation um uh, obviously the regular season or whatever these games are um give these guys a chance um if the opportunity comes up and see how they go because you guys are all together in this on this campus in Orlando, uh, has that maybe brought guys closer? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I'm ready to not see the guys for a couple of days, get a couple of days for myself. I'll, I'll take going and uh, see my family. Um, but obviously, there's. It, I was saying to someone the other day, it's it's almost like a a national team type of feeling, a World Cup or, or something like that, because you. This is what we do at a World Cup. We have a little room, and like me and Paddy Mills share a room usually, so I'm usually in the same size room that I'm in right now, but with, with Paddy and all his junk in there as well. So um, you walk around to your team room, and there's teams walking around and players. You can obviously – I just bumped into Gordon walking back here. So you, you see a lot of people, um, obviously, during the NBA 
season that you wouldn't would, wouldn't necessarily see. Um, so it's cool to be able to to catch up with people, see people, talk to other guys, talk to players you've never spoken to, um, talk to anyone. There's, there's GMs, there's, there's all types of people walking around. So um, to me, it's like a national team with obviously a little bit more money involved. Um, so I think the guys that can um, kind of settle into it and uh, I think the situation at the games, the locker room at the games, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be different to what we're used to. Um, and I think the teams that can adjust and be as comfortable as possible in that are going to have a really good shot at, at kind of moving on further because it's, uh, it is very different to, to how we used to um, being around the game. So I've heard there's a game you play walking through the hallways trying to recognize people that it's actually hard. It's difficult because you can't see, depending on the way the mask is, 60, 70, 80% of their face. So have you walked past yeah. people and had no idea? All right. Fine, fine editing. All right. Uh, that was the Joe Ingalls Show from this morning, and uh, it's been great. I've talked about this a lot, hearing Joe every week continue to go on with DJ and PK because it's it's like we've been a little part of this weird journey through the eyes of, of Joe Ingalls. He's been really insightful, as he, uh, as he always is. I found his um, comparison uh, to international play really interesting right there. I, I, it makes a lot of sense, right? You're, you're away from everybody. Uh, you're in a different uh, environment than you're used to. Uh, you're staying in hotels. Obviously, Joe said this is a little nicer than that experience where he's rooming up with Patty, Patty Mills. By the way, come on, Australian Olympic Committee. We can't, can't get your, own, your basketball players their I, own room? No, I love it. I think that's how it ought to be for every, every team around the world. Why do you need your own room? You're there to play basketball. You're an Olympic athlete. You You're there have... to play a sport. This isn't 13 year old travel team baseball. You're not solving the world's problems. You're an Olympic athlete. You deserve your right. own bedroom. It's just like summer sports camp. You, you bunk up with somebody, you get to know them a little bit. Except you're an adult. Then don't play. <laughs> and then a, you don't like it? Athlete. Don't play. Oh, I would think. You can't have a roomie for a, a two week period I'm, I'm, in, not to, in Athens. Athens! Well, the Olympics don't go to Pocatello, they go to really cool places. But I mean, Austin, think about it for a second. They could tolerate camping for the Olympics, but yet there's a hotel with hotel rooms. They, they are representing their country. They are Olympians. Please. Yeah, why please are they there? Get them their own hotel why room. Why are they there? Are they there to have a great, luxurious time and when they have time represent their country? Or are they there to be an Olympic, Olympic athlete, represent their country, win gold, and have pride for their country. They don't need to room together. They need Austin. a pillow and a toothbrush. This is by far your most ridiculous. A take pillow ever. and a toothbrush ever. is all you need. You have topped yourself. Bring your own lunch. Okay, we understand. <laughs> we understand that you are the best sprinter in this country, <laughs> and you are going to the Olympics to represent everybody. Bring a sleeping bag. And we're going to go ahead and put you in the same room as the shot putter. Does Indeed. It doesn't make any sense. Get track and field. Please, it's we? not track and no field, and it's not field and no track. It's track and field. We got double queen rooms, so <laughs> that seemed ridiculous. There's an ice maker down the hallway. <laughs> there's no way that the U.S. Olympic Committee does that. There's no, no way of course they, they, not, because we're soft in this country. Hi there, Lindsey Vaughn. Meet your roommate. No. <laughs> no, that's not how it goes.
Come on. It'd be a lot less expensive. Do you think Usain Bolt is bunking with somebody at the Olympics? No. Don't be ridiculous. Get Joe Ingles and Patty Mills their own rooms for crying out loud. (laughs) And oh, how about this? Joe Ingles and Patty Mills are both millionaires. I would pay for my own room. How, How about this, Jake? How about we bunk each Olympic athlete up with a homeless person so at least they have somewhere to live and sleep and eat for those two weeks? Okay. Sure. So that they don't have to have their own rooms while other people are out on the street with nothing. I just think if you're an Olympian, an you're, Olympian, you're, the you're best tough, you're of tough the best to live two weeks with another human. You are insane. Just because you can doesn't mean that it should be acceptable. I, I applaud the frugality of the Australian uh, de- delegates. That is ludicrous. How did we get? I would not play. Because Joe compared the the situation in the bubble to international play, and that actually makes an incredible amount of sense to me. It's probably identifiable for him. Yeah, but and he, then has he his went own on, room. And then he went on to make the point that teams that are more kind of get more comfortable with the scenario are going to do better. And I agree with that take as well. Same with why Australia does so well. Because Joe they get and used to being Patty with each Mills other. are sharing a sink? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That they have to time when they brush their you teeth. You don't know. Maybe they have double vanities. They in those have those rooms. those weird arguments that you always had on road trips with your buddies, like weird rules. Like I better, I I you better let me in there to brush my teeth before you do your morning routine. The full timeout is for the <laughs> lobby only. Those rules. <laughs> those rules. There's a restroom in the lobby. By the way, when when somebody the, the fir- pool locker room is where you do that. When somebody first brought up, brought that up on one of my you know early twenty when I was in my early twenties road trip and say hey we're gonna have a rule on this road trip that you have to go down to the lobby, it it was like it was like that is the greatest rule that has ever been made <laughs> in the history of friend road trips. It's brilliant. Because we've all been there, right? Where we get up in the morning and just go in to brush your teeth and you open up the door and it's like, all right, come on. Come on. When did waste management (laughs) relocate to our bathroom? Come on. The lobby idea. Brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. So, Patty, you go down to, you go down three floors. But he's an Olympic athlete. He shouldn't have to then adhere. Don't go to the Olympics. So the lobby rule. Stay home you in your are, penthouse softness. You are a maniac. Softy cakes. <laughs> I wouldn't play. You get your own bed. They're not asking you to head to toe like planes, trains, and automobiles. Hey, guys, they ran out of king rooms, so we got a bunch of double queens. So... <laughs> Bunking up together. The only room left is the heart-shaped tub room at the, the holiday, the, the whatever honeymoon suite in. Patty and Joe. Uh, should we move on to the next I cut? Su- I suppose you are. You are something else. Athletes are soft. Uh, here's Hanson Scotty. Here's Hanson Scotty talking about uh, college football and uh, what's going to happen. The college football season hands is in the balance. Uh, we're going to know here in the next 10 days what this thing's going to look like. Talked to somebody last night who felt like uh, we would have a good picture of what at least September will look like in the next uh, 7 to 10 days, maybe on Friday. 
Uh, always get worried about a bad news Friday. The Board of Governors and the NCAA are going to meet on Friday. Uh, the SEC, ACC, Big 12 want to push their decision back to the end of July. That would be a week from Friday. Yeah. So these next 10 days are going to be where you're really going to see uh, what, what college football is going to look like, at least in the initial start time of, of uh, September. I'm, I'm not holding out a lot of hope. Yeah, that we're going to have a fall football season at this point. I, it's it's funny. It's just back and forth. It's nonstop, you know, and talking with or, you know, getting the audio of Tom Homo yesterday. And Tom's like, yeah, it's it's never the same for one hour to the next. And today I'm I'm not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it. I, I spoke to a, a group of five coach yesterday. The group of five coach said to me straight up, we're not going to be playing football in the fall. So you, you, you can base all your opinions off of who you're talking to. But I, I also talked to another coach and said, no, I, I think we're going to be able to squeak some things out probably back into September and really get going in October. So I, it's just it's hard. I, I, you know, you see this whole situation with New Mexico pop up where Governor Michelle Grisham has asked both New Mexico and New Mexico State to shelve all their fall sports, including football. And she did it through a note. And I'll just read you part of this note. I know what I'm asking you to contemplate is difficult and unprecedented, but these are difficult and unprecedented times. Fighting COVID-19 is a team sport. I'm asking each of you to join me and take it upon yourselves to do everything you can to fight COVID-19. Together, we can protect all New Mexicans. And if we are successful, we can resume contact sports and re-engage in the camaraderie and joy they bring us all in a safe manner as soon as possible. That's the note that she sent to New Mexico and New Mexico State, asking them to please, let's, let's end it. We're not doing fall sports. And you were saying something before we got going on the show that that they're they're going to hold off on that decision yeah the uh and and i, I don't have the uh the quote here i saw it on twitter earlier today but again it's an ask it's not a demand from the governor of uh, new mexico but they essentially said we look forward to discussing with our conference peers and across the country and the ncaa on how we will proceed okay so it was essentially like you know we're going to we're going to hold off on this and see what the landscape of sports looks like because if the Mountain West Conference is playing games in the fall, we're going to play games in the fall. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to do a, you know, a governor directive to force us not to. Um, they lost the USC game. New Mexico is slated to play USC, so they lost the USC game. They still have Idaho State, Mississippi State, and New Mexico State all on their non-conference schedule. Yeah. And uh, obviously, if BYU went to an independence round robin type of rotation schedule, um, they would lose New Mexico State, right? New Mexico State's an independent. Uh, New Mexico State is an independent. So they would lose potentially one of their opportunities and opponents if New Mexico exactly. State shut that down. Now, uh, there is another line of thinking with this, and that is BYU could fill in for New Mexico if New Mexico withdrew from Mount West Conference play. And Mountain West Conference, because I see uh, Craig Thompson, I could easily see him saying, well, we still have nine or we still have eight and we can build it back to nine or can build it back to 10 with BYU. Or I, I could see him working some deals to make sure Mountain West Conference football plays on. Yeah. 
Uh, with I, or without New Mexico. It, it, exactly. With or without New Mexico, too. And, and I think everybody's in a place now where um, – where it's like, hey, look, we're going to do what we can for everybody. And if somebody gets left behind, then we're going to do it. But here's if I'm the athletic director and I'm the president of New Mexico, this is my response to the governor. And I'm not look, I'm not trying to be combative here. I'm just trying to trying to lay out what what it, this is going to look like if there's no football. And my response would be, we appreciate your your message and we understand where you're coming from. Also know that if we don't play football, we will need from you a, uh, a, a loan for our athletic department anywhere in the range from 10 to $25 million. We will also be un- with the understanding that hundreds of our members of our athletic departments will be furloughed or laid off, adding to your unemployment numbers. So understand that your decision or your thoughts on this is going to have as strong w- ramifications as well as 200 of our 220 of our student athletes being pulled from scholarship stipends and some needing relocation and some needing yes. financial assistance and and kids that will not have a shot at the NFL will not have the tape. There'll be seniors who will lose their senior year. We do not have the resources yeah. to be able to bring them back. We will lose their senior year, and you will need to prepare for <laughs> the backlash on that. All right, there there was Hanson, Scotty. Austin, a cheerful segment. Austin and I uh, were continuing a little bit our argument over splitting a hotel room, which you are, are just ludicrous. But oh, let's, <laughs> let's talk about the, the New Mexico governor for a second who suggests oh. that they don't play college football in the fall. First of all, why is the governor doing that now? How could you do anything really but the wait-and-see approach with this thing until you absolutely have to make a decision? Because like Hans was talking about with Tom Homo, his his set of circumstances changes every 24 hours. Every two hours. Right. What the NBA did that I I think was right was, first of all, they gave themselves enough time to pull it off, and we're still hoping. You know, We haven't had games yet, but we're hoping that they're going to pull it off. They gave themselves plenty of time. But at the same time, Austin, remember, we had so many shows just kicking around the ideas of what the NBA was going to do, and they waited. They, they waited until they had more information and made a decision when they felt like they had to make it. And I, that's what everybody needs to be doing. I, I don't know why the New Mexico governor needs to be leading the way on this sort of thing. And it's pretty easy for that governor to say because nobody cares about New Mexico and New Mexico State football. So that's a pretty easy political statement to make because you're not Alabama. Yeah, my reaction to this is, oh, OK, well, then don't play football. All right. Rest of the Mountain West. What would you like to do? Well, that's what's going to happen, I think. It, unless it's something like the Pac-12 and California is a no-go where the one state carries so much weight in the league. Like, I think even the Pac-12 might proceed without California, but that would be a really difficult decision to make, right? I think the Mountain West, if, if New Mexico says we're not going to do it, I'm, I'm with you. Craig Thompson's going to say, well, we're going to get together the teams that can, and we're going to do what we can. Um, but yeah. but why? what's with the, with the governor? Do it or don't. Either tell them they can't play or, or don't. But what's this? Well, I'm going to recommend to you uh, that uh, you don't play. Come there, on. There's a lot of that do it or don't with governors these days. Yeah, there is a little bit of. How of many uh, California schools are there in the Mountain West now? You got Fresno. You got San Diego State. San Jose. Who are we missing? 
guess we. I guess I, think I should have looked it up. Yeah, we probably should have. That's, so that, that sounds I think about it's three. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could still probably carry on without them if you're the Mountain West. Right. If if California goes that way. True. But right now, it being New Mexico, eh? Who cares uh, other than Gordon Monson and and uh, what's what's the guy's name, the meth addict. Oh, Snake? Snake. Yeah, the the, the Lobo fans out yeah. there. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, that's pretty easy for that governor to say, hey, I'm going to recommend you don't play because that's uh, an easy signal to send to your constituents because nobody's going to care. But I'll tell you this, Jake. If you're not going to have football in New Mexico, you better not allow that world-renowned hot, balloon air f- hot air balloon fest either. Is that a thing in New Mexico? Oh, that's what they're best known for. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The biggest, the world's biggest well, hot th- air balloon thing. Well, I think, uh, you know, as long as it's only family units on the hot air balloon, you know, things should be fine. Kind of hard to social distance in that basket. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. But the, you can't have a huge 15,000 crowd to watch hot air balloons fly across the sky and say no, but you can't also have that same amount of people at the football game. Right, right. And you... New Mexico. We'll see you. We'll Call see me happens. when someone who matters talks. Well, I'll tell you what, Hans is dialed in, and if Hans is discouraged, that's not a good sign. Because Hans has been a, a, a source of optimism through this whole thing when it comes to sports, and if he's discouraged, that's probably not good. Yeah, he, it's interesting because he said that he heard from some officials that they aren't feeling great about it right now. He also then, I'll follow that up with, he's also talked to others that say, no, this is still going to happen. So I'd be interested to, to talk to Hans in the hallway tomorrow and see how he feels tomorrow. And that's just how it all it is for every one of us these days, isn't yeah. it? It's a day-to-day change. It is. Yeah. I still think there's going to be certain states that are just going to do it. Yep. Which is unfair in a way to other college athletes, I guess. But, I mean, this is kind of every, every um, man or woman for themselves, right? Yes, this whole that's what happens in the pandemic. Yep. That's what I've learned is that uh, you can't trust people, people are mean. That you're you're willing to uh uh go to fisticuffs over some Clorox wipes in aisle 8. Indeed. In fact, we just had someone uh tweet in and say for the first time in months he saw his po- toilet paper aisle completely full mm. and he, and he wept uh openly. That 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 is where we are. So you didn't have to race the the uh, elderly woman in the jazzy to the toilet paper. No, they've got their own hour in the morning. <laughs> Are they still doing that? Oh yeah. yeah. Are they really? Because I, I they, actually they should too. Yeah. I actually think that's a great idea. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right. Well, I have more big show coming up. Stay tuned. Don't forget Howard Beckett for David Locke the entire five o'clock hour. It is the big show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us part of your day. We uh, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, 
Austin, have, have you? Uh, neither one of us are "quote unquote" big soccer fans, right? Uh, have you been? Have you been following the uh, MLS tournament? When does it start? <laughs> well, it's it's actually it's 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 started. Oh, really? It has. Uh, yeah, it, it has like started. yesterday. Uh, RSL played today. They lost to Sporting KC 2-0, but they do uh, move on to the next round of the tournament. Kind of that World Cup style. Uh, play the round robin and then move on to uh, elimination. So this was pool play. Uh, yeah, I like it. I think it's I think it's fun. The the tournament or yeah. the idea? No, the tournament. The idea, the whole thing. So you have watched it? I've watched it a little bit. Yeah. Well, we've got it on in the studio right now. Oh, Although this no, is that's... this is international. Yeah, I take it. Uh, uh, I take it back. I think that's an Italian league you got there. But... So I don't know uh, what kind of threat RSL is to the whole thing, but uh, it, it seems to be intriguing. I it, it is something that I've talked about basketball. Like you know, they're coming up with these you know weird ideas that may get implemented and may not. But I like the idea of a of a tournament play mid season for the NBA. I think it'd be cool. It'd be so much fun. I think it'd, it'd be, be so a lot of fun. fun. Yeah, absolutely. Now it'd be hard to collectively bargain, and it's not just something that you would you would snap your fingers. But I, I think the more meaning that you can throw into more games the better i mean i what do they call the uh is it the the when rsl after they won they went into that Concacaf tournament the next year the the champions i guess our version of champions league or whatever that was cool i remember a bunch of those games those that was awesome there was a ton on the line and it went pretty far too. yeah they, and they yeah. did they went to the final I thought they lost the championship they, i game. think yeah. you're right i think they did lose the championship game and that was cool. That was it was fun. like this little side excitement to go along. Because I do think in the NBA, and this is because our attention span as a community is is much smaller than it used to be. But I do think some in the, the monotony of the regular season, a lot of games lose meaning. Oh, there's people that check out for a right. month at a time. And yeah. not that it's obvious that they're dogging it out there, but... A lot of times when a lot of those meaningless regular season games or whatever, you're not getting the – there's a reason that the effort level is noticeably different in the playoffs. Yeah, and I, and I, I even think there are swaths of groups of fans that check out for a right. good chunk of time because there's so many games. They can miss four or five games, check back in on their team, and catch right back up. And this, this load management scenario is not going away. And the reason it's not going away is because these games these players are missing, for the most part, don't mean anything. And you can blame the the Warriors that uh, won, how many games were there? 73. 73. You, can, you can blame them for this because they had that historic season and then they petered out in the playoffs because they ran out of gas and got injured. And so now everybody else looks around and goes, well, what, what was the point in winning all those games then? They could have won 55 games as long as they were uh, healthy for the playoffs. So who cares where you finish in the in the regular season? And I've argued for a long time that playing for seeding and home court advantage for an 82-game season, only meaning you get possibly one extra game in the playoffs, that's dumb. Yeah, it, it seems to be more of a middle-to-end, back-of-the-pack playoff thing to do. If you're a real, true, absolute heavyweight contender for the championship, it doesn't really matter to you, right, the seeding? Right. The, the five, six, seven, and eight seeds, that might matter to you. Like the, the Golden State teams that were so, so good, the very next year Golden State team with, with Kevin Durant, if they were the sixth seed, do you think it would have mattered? No. Not one bit. 
They're still rolling through everybody and winning the title. But that Al Jefferson, Paul Millsap Jazz team that barely squeaked into the playoffs as the eighth seed, if they're the seventh seed, do you think they might hang around and at least win a game? Of course, they got swept out by Maybe the Spurs. Maybe win a game, but inevitably it didn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't do much for anyone except the accountant right. of the team that gets to look and see, oh, we made so much more money because we had an extra game. So the, the, um, the only teams where every game matters actually applies are the teams that are struggling to get into the playoffs, who don't have a shot anyway. And yet I still, every year, Jake, I get wrapped up in it and watching those half-game changes on the – the, the last 15 do, games I of the too. season and all that. I do, too. But when it comes to playing your guys every night, you're not going to. Kawhi Leonard, is as annoyed as I am by his game management, and I'm annoyed by it. I mean, we could, we could bring someone like Bowler on who's super annoyed by it. But it doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do if your only goal is to win a title. If that's all that matters, which is how it's become in the NBA. If that's all that matters, then he's doing the right thing. Let me ask you this about the in-season tournament. Do you have to add some kind of playoff-attached incentive for the players to really care about that in-season tournament? Oh, yeah, it'd have to be money. So, I mean, so money, for sure. But could you not maybe attach some kind of actual playoff incentive to it? Like you... You, some kind of you get a buy or, or something, or you get yeah. a buy or or whatever. I don't. I mean, that's interesting. That's that's. Intriguing. Or let's say you win the in season tournament, but miss the playoffs. Maybe by winning the in season tournament, you get a one game play in with something the other like nine that. nine seed. I think that's interesting. I mean, otherwise, why would teams really honestly care about that? Well, you'd have to make the the tournament victory itself valuable. I mean, it, like that 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 Concacaf thing. Uh, was a big deal, not because it had any sort of ramification on the MLS season. It just the tournament in and of itself was a big deal. Well, it was a world stage. Right. Well, that section of our world, yeah. So you'd have to make the incentive something headline-grabbing. Like the, the team, yeah. uh, the, the, the players split, I don't know, what would make it worthwhile? Six the, the, trillion dollars. $20 million <laughs> is split amongst the teams, you know? Otherwise, why would you sacrifice your best players in that in-season tournament? But see, have, have them get injured in that and then miss the playoffs. But see, that's that's actually what I think is intriguing about it because some NBA franchises would be like, we don't care about this. We're sending out our G League team. We're going to lose in the first round. Doesn't matter because it's not what our goal is. But you might get a team. You might get a team that's a long shot for the NBA title, but is still pretty good. Like those good Grizzlies game, good good, good Grizzlies teams, right? Stuff like that. That, that made that Western Conference Finals that one time. Where they make it a priority and to, to make a run and make it interesting. Maybe you see smaller market teams carrying. The Jazz would probably fall into that category. And bigger, actual year-in and year-out title contending markets not carrying. Yeah, maybe they don't care. Maybe they've got their eye on the bigger, uh, the bigger prize. But if you're a, a team like the Jazz, maybe the Jazz are a great example of this. Because if you're a team like the Jazz who aren't quite to contender status for whatever reason could still make a run in that tournament and make it exciting. Uh, it's, yeah, it's as far as a business model goes, it's a win-win for well, the NBA. Well, yeah, because they're going to be, in theory, one day letting people attend the games. And certainly, you know, the t- I would imagine the, the television TV, partners would that. like it. Yeah, I would imagine it would be a win for them. But you'd And have- then if you're that small market team that wins this in, in-season tournament 
that also does something to sell some season tickets, to sell some more Absolutely. merchandise. You're selling hope. More cable subscriptions, whatever. Yeah. You're selling hope. Yeah. Look, our team's good. We won the Austin Horton Challenge, or whatever you want to call it. I lo- that's what we'll call it that. Yeah. You might that actually- means something else uh, in different places, but that's what we'll call it. <laughs> what uh, what what could you be possibly referring to? Working with me on a day to day basis. Uh, oh, the that type of uh, <laughs> that uh, that type of challenge. Uh, okay, we'll get to uh, Mountain America market update coming up next. But right now, let's get to a back to basketball update. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank on 97.5-1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. So back to basketball update brought to you by our friends at Zions Bank. Let's start things off with a clip from Clippers. Clip from Clippers coach Doc Rivers talking about the safety of the bubble. The league's been great. They, they really have been. They've done everything right as far as I'm concerned. I mean, when, when you think about that, uh, we're running a village for the first time. We're doing, league's doing pretty well in city management. There is a lot of stuff we can do here, but as far as our health, we have an app every morning that you have to do. You're wearing bands. Everybody are, are wearing face masks, you know, when you're out in public. All right, moving on. I was thinking of an interesting comparison. Uh, did you ever like go on a trip with a, the team, but your dad was the one, one of the chaperones oh, or yeah. whatever? Yeah. And all the other kids were running amok, but you couldn't because that's why I begged my dad not to be a chaperone. Do you think that's Austin Rivers, where he he just wants to play some doubles ping pong, but but dad's there. But dad's there, so <laughs> so he can't. No. Uh, Rockets guard Russell Westbrook uh, said yesterday he's thankful and blessed to be able to participate in practice again after his recovery from the coronavirus. And that is another back-to-basketball update brought to you by our friends at Zions Bank. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. Just right, and the radio. Well, I was raised up beneath the shade of a Georgia pine, and that's home, you know. Sweet tea, pecan pine, homemade wine, where the peaches grow. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's get out to The Zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, he's our friend Mark Cabanilla with us here on The Big Show. What's going on, Mark? Hey, not much, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, Our pleasure. How did we do in the markets today? It was a good day in the markets. The Dow Jones Industrial gained 165 points, or it was up 6%. S&P rose as well, up 0.6%, and the NASDAQ composite went up 0.2%. And largely, this is boosted by news of a coronavirus vaccine deal between the U.S. government and some different companies. Um, So, pretty good day in the market. Well, uh, any advice today for our listeners, Mark? Yeah, something that I've been thinking a lot about with a lot of people either 
switching jobs, getting new jobs. Um, a lot of people aren't aware that they have, let's say, a 401k at an old job that they might need some help with. Um, that you know, If they move to another employer, they could move it to a, an account for themselves and, and get some professional management. So it's just something to think about if you've had some financial uncertainties happen and you want some advice. Um, we'd be happy to help and kind of show you what the best things are. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mark. As always, we appreciate it. Okay, thanks. It's our friend Mark Cabanilla from Mountain America Investment Services, and that is another Mountain America market update. Investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed, and loss of principal is possible. All right, we're going to have Howard Beck with us coming up next at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Of course, Howard covering the NBA for the Bleacher Reporting. Normally joins us on Fridays, uh, but since we do not have a show on Friday, he will join us today. David Locke will be uh, with us for the entire 5 o'clock hour show, so make sure and stay tuned for that. Any plans for the, the holiday, Austin, since we have a, an extra long weekend? Or are you uh, are you doing anything fun, family? Uh, yes. Are you... Uh, uh, several things. I'm doing stuff with both sides of the family. Uh, mine and my wife's okay. uh, side of the family. We mentioned it was my wife's birthday over the yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, uh, We didn't get to celebrate with her side of the family, so we're going to do a socially, safely distant sure. celebration with them at That's night. Great. In the morning, my sister has started a uh, Disney princess appearance company, uh, uh, and uh, she's in a socially distanced parade that we're going to take the two-year-old to celebrate and see that so okay be a lot of fun i hate parades i don't like them either with a fire but it's family but if it's someone i love i'll, I'll go to it yeah uh all right what are, what are they are they not doing the big salt lake downtown parade that's not happening right? no days of 47 yeah, all yeah. Got it all got uh, canceled like day one of this pandemic yeah, yeah. well eh, a lot of people one place they say not a good idea i get that yeah where are you gonna hold the rodeo well, not in this building. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, and that's t- traditionally where it is. Which, uh, you know, you know what's funny around this arena? There are some events that, uh, this sounds really weird, but don't smell particularly okay. good. And, <laughs> and, and that, on opposite ends of the spectrum, right, too. Right. Right. But that is one of them. Uh, it, for sure. The building does not have a, a real rosy aroma. But there are other events that that bring along some smells, too. A lot of gases attached to some of these events. No, I think in, we have, uh, let's see, what uh, Young Living Right and doTERRA both have uh, conventions in this building. And I- extremely nice people. But all the, I think it's all the different scents of the essential oils merge into one particular scent. The hodgepodge potpourri. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's all mixed together. <laughs> the melting like, pot of scents. <laughs> if yeah. you, like if you mix all of the colors, it just comes out brown, right? That's, yeah. Th- this is a unique smell that it's all the essential oil smells mixed mixed into one that uh the monster truck rally is always yeah it gets a little fumey, fumey. yeah it gets a little fumey and the the rodeo yeah and the rodeo also fumey so that that feels weird to say but different events in this but building you know what jake bring along different smells i can't wait for all of them to be back oh yeah bring yeah. it on yep party it still is is super weird being in this empty building every single day and, and really for for those folks who uh, haven't heard us talk about this throughout this pandemic uh we're of course broadcasting from vivint smart home arena our, our carrier's own studios but it's us and security and that's it 
and jazz gaming from time to time. Although now that their season's going, I think they're in the building a lot less. Yeah, it's remote season. Yeah, right. So it's it's really strange coming to work and having nobody in this giant building. In fact, listen. Hello, hello, hello. I'll tell you this though. I am extraordinarily spoiled by the parking. And when, we, <laughs> yeah. and when we have to go back to parking across the street in the in the lot as opposed to right down in uh, in the back lot, it's it's really going to stink. The, you you are the Olympic athlete that is going to have a hard time going back to sharing a room. <laughs> We're not going back to that conversation. We're not going back because I won to that ridiculous opinion I'm right. of yours. Not not a chance. But yeah, okay. So you know, of all the things to complain about, this this certainly is not a you know a huge deal. But walking from if if you picture the arena, we usually park in the Park Place lot, which is across 300 West and North Temple. So it's just yeah. Kitty Corner. Right. But the the employee entrance where you have to come in the building is over on by the, the planetarium. Yes, by the planetarium, basically. So it's, I mean, yeah, we're not walking miles, but but it's a bit of a hike. And in the winter. In the winter, it's not great. In the summer, it can be a little hot or whatever. When and, Lloyd broke his foot. And normally, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they told him, sucks. And throughout all of this, they said, well, since nobody's working in the building anyway, you guys might as well uh, park down, you know, down the ramp. The Scotty G treatment, yeah. And it's phenomenal. It's great. Gordon I mean, it, does that every day just because. True. He's not supposed to, but he does. He pulls up and pulls the on Gordon. fellas like you and I yeah, right. obey the rules. Right. Suckers like you it's and gonna I. It's going to be a sad day when we go back to that parking lot. But I honestly can't wait for that either. Bring back all the normal Yeah, right. I'll, uh, true. I'll park in Provo. Great point. I'll walk, where, I'll walk wherever. You're right. 100% right. All right. Stay tuned. Howard Beck joins us next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.